Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. It's your host, Amy Bailey, and I've got Chris Beavers with me today, and Chris owns Momentum Sports and Performance in Nashville. Actually, I think you're in Brentwood, right? Yeah, Brentwood, yep. Brentwood, awesome. So tell us a little bit about you. Give us a rundown of your bio. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you having, having me on today and uh, just the opportunity to uh, reach out to our community and uh, spread some good, good wealth of knowledge with them. So, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Nashville native. There's, there's not many of us uh, native folk left, so it's nice to, uh, you know, nice to hold down the fort a little bit for Nashville. Uh, yeah. Yeah, born and raised here. Uh, I did undergrad in Chattanooga, which is about the only time I've left uh, Nashville. Uh, came back here, uh, went to, to PT school, uh, Belmont University, graduated back in 2018. And I uh, had a blast at Belmont. It was, uh, it was awesome to get, get back here to Nashville. And uh, really, you know, I knew I wanted to be here long term and kind of serve uh, the, the greater Nashville area. So it just made a lot of sense to, to move back to this area. And uh, yeah, it was just, it was great. Um, you know, before I went to PG school, I, you know, I thought I wanted to be a surgeon for a long time, which is kind of uh, funny. The more you get to hanging out with those guys, uh, the more, more you realize, oh man, that's a tough life to live. And that's a lot of responsibility. And I uh, just decided that wasn't, wasn't for me. And then, you know, ultimately... Uh, you know, led it, got led into PT. I had a buddy of mine who was in PT school and started looking at it and hanging out with PTs and just realizing the, uh, man, the capability that our profession has mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just the ability to, to impact people's lives and, and actually get to spend time with patients, right? Like, I think that's the, the most important thing at the end of the day, right, is, is kind of the quality of our relationships and, you know, just the opportunity to, to connect with, with our, our other other folks. And, and that's just awesome. And so that's what I loved about PT is just the opportunity to, to spend time with their patients, you know, in many cases, you know, 20, 30 minutes with a healthcare provider is almost unheard of anywhere outside of PT. And, you know, granted now, you know, we, I spend an hour with patients. I know you do as well. And many of these other um, kind of performance providers here in, in Nashville and kind of around the country are starting to spend more and more time. It's like to get to spend an hour with a patient's almost unheard of. So, um, yeah, so went to Belmont, graduated there, and uh, I worked for uh, another company uh, fresh out of school. You know, it just seemed like a, a perfect way to kind of segue in. I think the biggest, you know, when you first get out of school, you're like, oh, I know so much stuff. And then you start treating patients, and you're like, oh, man, there's a lot to learn, uh, you know, from a, a practical standpoint. So, yeah, uh, worked for a company for a little over a year. And, uh, you know, just kind of became delusion with the model, right? Like, I, I, again, I just talked about how I love the idea of getting to spend so much time with patients and uh, getting to uh, impact their lives and their health and, and just to dive into everything that they have and, you know, prevent surgeries, injections and all these other things. And uh, just kind of became delusion with that, right? Like my, my vision of what I had hoped for uh, was suddenly becoming not a reality, right? Like I was turning into, hey, I'm seeing a whole lot of people and uh, this is just not what, uh, you know, not the quality of care that I felt that I was able to provide you know, based on my knowledge and some of the other things that I, I was seeing. So, um, yeah, decided to venture out on my own a uh, little, little over a year, you know, kind of started doing some business planning in the background uh, pretty early on into that first year of uh, working for that, that company and, and just decided, hey, it's best that, that I venture out. I know I can serve my community better. I can serve my community well. Uh, you know, I started getting some interest from my, my CrossFit gym of, of some folks wanting me to treat them and 
uh, I just couldn't feel like I just felt like I couldn't solve their problems for them. So I uh, decided to venture out on my own, started doing some business planning. And then, uh, you know, I kind of did a, a part-time thing just to kind of supplement mm-hmm. initially. And then, uh, yeah, you know, got fully into my business over the last few months. And it's just been a blast. Uh, it's been great to start impacting, uh, you know, the fitness community, the CrossFit community, and just, you know, to pour knowledge to them. Uh, and I think the biggest thing is, uh, or the biggest concern that I saw from, you know, fitness athletes and CrossFit athletes was, is they'd go see a provider um, and they would get this advice of, hey, you should just stop doing what you're doing. And it, and it kills me, you know, it's like, what am I to do with, you know, oh, you should stop deadlifting or you should stop running. And, and that's just worthless advice, right? Like what, we went to school all these years uh, and so did these surgeons and everyone else. And for me to sit and look somebody in the eyes and tell them to stop doing the activities they love, like they could have just stayed at home without that, you know, like they were, they were already doing that or have already tried that. And uh, yeah. And so, you know, venturing out on my own just gives me the capability and and you know this as well, right. In your practice, we get that capability to, man, if you actually sit and talk to patients and start listening to them, it's like, man, like we can really dive into this on a much deeper level rather than just giving them a superficial answer of, Oh, just stop doing what you're doing. So yeah, it's been a great, been a great transition. I've, I've loved it so far and, and looking forward to seeing where that takes me next. You know what I love? I love that it took you literally a year, a year and a half to just break free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was, uh, was I knew early on, this is not right. This isn't how healthcare is supposed to be, but I would just switch settings. I thought, Oh, well, another setting might be better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's crazy. I, I don't know. I'm such a futuristic person and I'm, I'm constantly, uh, looking at, Hey, what's, what's on the horizon? How do I, you know, is this the long-term fit for me? And it's kind of the bane of my existence a little bit, right? Like, cause it, it's hard to settle in the moment a little bit, but, uh, on the same token, it, it, I, again, I'm just thankful that, uh, I was able to think ahead a little bit and, and know that, you know, it's, it's important to take care of myself as a healthcare provider, right? Like I have to, I have to be able to be at the, the peak of my, my, you know, my mental capacity, my sleep, my nutrition, diet and exercise, all this thing has to be dialed in as well. And if I'm constantly pouring myself out, seeing, you know, tons of patients on a given week, I just knew that my quality of care was going to slip further and further. And that was just going to be a disservice to, to our patients. Right. And, and, and I think that's what happens in the, the medical community all the time. And I just needed to uh, make sure that I was going to continue to um, you know, invest in myself ultimately, but really just being able to provide a, a better quality product for uh, people all over the Nashville area. And uh, I just knew that I was going to be miserable and hate the profession that I, I fell in love with at one point. And if I didn't do something about it now, um, what was what was 10 years going to look like, you know, or what was five years going to look like? And I think that scared me more than anything to say, hey, what is the quality of my, you know, I'd be a better clinician from reps under my belt, but what was the quality of my product going to look like five years down the line versus if I just said, Hey, I'm going to jump ship and do it on my own. Yeah. I love that. I mean, think of how many health professionals experience burnout because they just stick with it. Yeah, absolutely. No, I think that's the biggest thing, right? Like people, people just think there's not another option out there and uh, yeah, they get burnout and, and then their quality of care stinks. And then that ends up with somebody else, you know, either being a medical error or hey, maybe they had surgery or maybe they're on medication they don't need to be on and, or, or whatever it might be. You know, it's, it's we're playing with people's lives here. And uh, I think that it's easy to get desensitized to that when you see a lot of people. Uh, but it's important at the end of the day to, to look at it and say, this is a human being sitting across from me. And like, I want what's best for their life. And I wish other healthcare providers would continue to do it. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that in Nashville, I know we've got a, a wealth of just fantastic providers who 
who care about patients and have kind of started stepping out on their own as well. I wasn't going to bring this up till later, but I think it fits here, just the cash-based model. I think the reason so many providers are unhappy because they're dictated by what insurance tells them to do. Yeah. I mean, I broke free from that and I get a little bit of heat from it, not as much as I thought I would get, but I think people still don't understand or they still want to use their insurance for therapy services. But the reason we don't take it is because we want to give better care. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. It's it's like my business mentor always talks about like Starbucks, for example. It's like, you know, it's kind of crazy when we start thinking about, hey, I'm going to pay $5 for this cup of coffee. But it's like people perceive that as valuable and they they understand the, the worth of it. I mean, it's the same thing as the, as the cash-based model as well, right? Like we, we provided an immense amount of value from a time standpoint. Um, I mean, my gosh, like, you know, this as well, how much value and education that we just kind of pour to our patients. It's like I'll, I'll bend over backwards because I have the time to do that now. You know, it's like when else, like I text my patients for goodness sake, you know what I mean? It's like they can text me on a whim and, and be like, Hey, I like, I flared my shoulder up at the gym. Like what, what should I do next? It's like, Hey, we're jumping on a call. It's like, you know, we're going to, we're going to, to dive into this. And, and I have the time to do that. Right. Where I think the biggest thing, right. Is, is my time to research patient case, cases is way different than it ever was before. It's like when I was seeing patients two and three times a week in my previous practice. And it's like, Oh, well, if that doesn't work, I'll just try something new two weeks down the line. You know what I mean? Like I'll just kind of keep guessing, checking until whatever I'm doing works as opposed to now, it's like, man, I have a, I have an evaluation and it's like, uh, you know, I, I want to sit and understand this person's anatomy. Like I want to sit and understand, Hey, this is kind of an interesting presentation. Like I'm actually going to go look up a, a research article on this or, Hey, I'm going to consult another colleague on this or, uh, Hey, what, you know, what are all the muscle groups in that particular area? Just as a good reminder for myself, you know, not because I've forgotten, but, but just as an opportunity to say, Hey, am I giving my patient the very best? And, and we have the time to do that. And I, I'm sure you do the exact same thing with all your patients. I mean, they text me at 10 o'clock at night and I'm okay with that. I told yeah. you, you hired me. I'm your PT. I'm yours. I want to help you. And, and I mean that. And I love yeah. that I have the time to do that and the flexibility. Before, I've worked at outpatient clinics where I was seeing, you know, 20 to 30 people a day. And yeah. then, you just can't even keep people straight. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. You're like, Oh, well, well, Oh, you're in for your shoulder. Right. No, I think my favorite thing in, in those busy clinics is like, Oh, you know, you can't even remember what side of the body you're working on hardly. Right. Oh, you know, like, you, you know, tell me what hurts today. And then eventually they're going to point to the side because otherwise you're going to start working on the wrong side and try to figure it out. You're just like, Oh, like this is terrible. You know, how have I gotten here? <laughs> I one day I did an evaluation. I did three in a row and they were all three knee replacements. And when oh, I was do the paperwork later, I was like, right, left, right. You know, you can't even remember when you're seeing patients back to back like that. Not a clue. Because you don't even have an hour to see them usually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, hey, I'm going to quickly get in and uh, rush this person out the door and then send them over to somebody else in the corner to kind of take care of their, their the rest of their care during that time. And I mean, that's the beauty of the, the cash model, right? Like, I feel better about myself at the end of the day knowing um, – you know, the quality of care that we're able to provide, the research that I'm able to put into this. I mean, when else do you get to text your, your physician, you know, or, or your, your healthcare partner? Like you don't. And uh, it's, it's fun for patients. And I think it helps break down the barrier a little bit too, right? Like I think the biggest issue that, that I can think of is like people don't go to the doctor because they get crappy advice. Like, hey, you should just stop doing that. And instead it's like, hey, if, if, if their friend says, oh, hey, you should go see, you know, Amy or you should go see Chris, uh, you know, and I'd hop on a phone call with him when we start talking about this, like we just break down the barriers and start talking about 
oh, like I call like every potential client, like I'm on the phone with them. It's like you don't get some automated system or, or you're going to get my voicemail and I'm going to call you back personally so that we can talk and, and even understand, hey, what is it that's going on about you uniquely? And, and then they start feeling better about it, right? Like how much better would you feel if you called your, your, your doctor on the phone and started like asking questions like, oh, hey, like, yeah, that's probably going to be okay. Like you're okay to wait a couple days and then we'll get you in and take care of it. As opposed to like, if somebody's in pain, they're just, I mean, they're just like, man, give me some answers ASAP. And, and I have the capability to do that. It's, it's awesome. I think it's easier to get to the root cause of their problem too this way because they feel more free to open up. So oh. the reason they come to you might not even be what's the real problem. But if you build this relationship and allow this conversation to happen, then you can dig a little bit more and actually get to what's causing the problem. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's important to start getting into some of those root cause things. I mean, sometimes it's not just, Hey, my, my elbow hurts or my knee hurts or my back hurts. Like I, you, you know, Oh, you've got a 10 year history of, of back pain on and off. It's like, why is that the case? And then like you had the time and the capability to start unpacking. Oh shoot. Like, man, you haven't slept well in quite some time or, Oh man, like your diet is out of whack. Or, oh, like you're super stressed, like, man, you, you hate your job and you're having trouble uh, managing, you know, all the, the, the shenanigans of life and, and you start unpacking and giving people tools to sleep a little bit better, you know, move a little bit better, uh, you know, hey, low hanging fruit with a couple diet changes. And it's like, man, that, that goes a long way in, in helping find, hey, maybe that was a portion of our root cause as well. Yeah, it's a more holistic way of looking at someone for sure. All yeah. Right, so tell me, what's your ideal client or your favorite type of person to work with? Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I'd say the, the majority of the people that we treat are, uh, you know, CrossFit athletes and other people who are uh, active, and, and be it in the gym, be it in a group fitness setting, um, you know, weekend warrior folks, anybody who's trying to continue to, to work out and suddenly they have, have a, a pain or they have an issue that's gotten in the way of their ability to do that. Um, I love working with those people because again, nine times out of 10, they've gotten some advice like you should just stop running or you should just stop lifting weights, deadlifting like, Oh, that's really bad for your back. And it's like, is it though? Or squatting like squatting is really bad for your knees. And, and then the further you dig into the research, you're like, no, not at all. Like it's actually pretty protective, uh, for, for joints and even builds up those resiliencies for them. And so, yeah, I love, I love getting those clients, um, uh, you know, just busting, busting those myths that the healthcare uh, field is kind of. Uh, you know, shed light on and uh, just get an opportunity to, to give them tools, right? Like if, if someone's got pain with deadlifts or someone's got pain with uh, squatting, it's like, we want to do that in the clinic. Like if they're not so flared up that I know that they're not going to be worse afterwards, after trying a deadlift, it's like, man, we're going to look at a deadlift or a back squat, you know, probably not under heavy or max load, but we want to at least try to say, Hey, can I give you two tools right now to keep you working out and keep you squatting during an injury? And people love that, you know, it's like, how, how much different is that than saying you should stop doing this altogether versus, hey, here's two or three things. Like, it's not going to look like a like your exact workout, but it's going to be pretty darn close. It's going to help you get stronger in the meantime so that we don't have to undo six weeks of not doing anything because that's the, that's the worst thing we can do for somebody, you know? Well, it makes people feel powerless, like whatever's going on, that they have no ability to help themselves heal or to work through it. They just have to sit and wait, which isn't even the answer. Right. Yeah, ex exactly. Like it's, I think that's the, again, the biggest problem in the medical field is we give, we, we take the power away from the patient mm -hmm. rather than making them feel empowered and, and helping them make decisions for their health. Right. Like yeah. 
you know, you know, it's if we give somebody the tools to to be successful, they will be successful. I mean, prime example is like I see patients once a week, sometimes once every two or three weeks, and and eventually we get to once a month because I don't want to create a dependency on me as a healthcare provider. Yeah. And uh, I I giving people tools to be successful. You know, it's like if, if I give you the tools to deadlift better, or the tools to run better, or the the tools to bike better, or whatever that might be. Like these are really motivated people. They're going to take those tools, start applying them, and then they have the power in their own hands. Like in the event that this ever comes up in the future, uh, or or you know you know whatever it might be, they can say, "Oh, I remember that thing that that Amy told me. That, that thing that Chris told me. Like I know that I can I can modify that, and I'm going to be good." You know. Yeah, it makes them that much healthier for the next time that they perhaps get injured. You know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, let me give you all the keys to the castle and, and help you understand this on your own because that's that's going to be the, the, the best thing for them. Yeah, I love that. So right now we're kind of experiencing a weird time of life, this pandemic that's kind of no wrong with all of us. No <laughs> so what are you seeing now? Are you instructing people to exercise at home? Like, what is what are things looking like for you? Yeah, yeah. No, I think the biggest thing is, is um, you know, to continue to move during this, right? Uh, I think if if we if we sit and we just say, oh well, it is what it is, you know, you're going to wake up, you know, six weeks down the line and and be like, wow, I, I accomplished nothing over this time period from a movement perspective, from a a workout perspective, from a nutrition perspective, whatever it might be. It's like that's the worst possible place to find yourself in is just kind of aimlessly wandering, like like on a you know almost on a on a raft on the ocean or, or in a lake, right? Like you just drift until the other side. You're like, Oh great. I got there. Uh, versus the other camp of people who said, well, look, like I'm going to really take, take responsibility for this time. Like I've got a little bit more free time right now. I'm going to watch a little less tiger King and move a little bit more. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's uh, that's the, that's the, that's kind of what, you know, the, the big message that, that I've always preached. And especially during this time is like, you've got to continue to move whatever that looks like. Um, you know, most people are, so many gyms are putting out free workouts online right now. Like, man, I, I can't imagine anyone not having, like, if, like, that would be a, cra a pretty crap excuse. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. It's like, so many gyms are doing free Zooms and, and, and free workouts. It's like, I know a lot of the gyms that, that I work with, man, they've been over backwards to serve their community well. And uh, just give them, again, tools to, to move during this time. It's like, oh, you don't have any deadlift, you know, or you don't have any barbells or uh, dumbbells at the house. It's like, well, that bag of dog food is pretty heavy. Why don't you lift that up, you know? And, um, you know, you have to be creative, especially because you can't find any weights online right now. Everyone grabs Amazon and Rogue and every other website. Um, but, yeah, so I think the biggest thing is to move, right? Find you, find you a community. And, and and plug into it if you're already engaged in one hey just sign on like a lot of these people are having twice a day they're two or three times a week zoom calls to to do a workout it's like hey it's not perfect but everyone's doing the same thing you know it's like yeah. we don't have any choice so i think the biggest thing hey just hit it just hit play so to speak you know just just sign up and keep doing it uh or, or find you find you somebody to hold you accountable you know if, if it's one of your coaches at your gym reach out to him and say hey you know, I need you to text me today that I work out. And, and that's the biggest piece. I, I think when, when people aren't engaging, it's it's a lack of accountability standpoint, you know. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, is that what you've kind of seen as well? Yeah, yeah, I think that's great. I think that's the number one key to being successful and maintaining that working out is having an accountability partner or gym or whatever. 
Yeah. I mean, shoot, get the kids involved. You know, if you got, obviously we got kids at home too, and that makes things tough and trying to balance a new work schedule, but it's like, Hey, this is the new norm. Like get the kids involved. And, and, and then that, that transitions down from generation to generation as well. Like they're going to pick up those habits that you have now and just create a healthier, stronger community one day at a time. Yeah. You'll feel so much better and you'll be more creative. Oh, yeah. The benefits to that. It's Absolutely. fun to mention all the different like workouts that are online. I've even seen like step aerobics online. You know, I see a lot of like CrossFit and yoga, but it's funny when you see something a little different, you know, like a step aerobics yeah. class. And you're like, yeah, I mean, whatever people want to do, it's out there right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like you can literally like broaden your horizons ten, tenfold. And I think it's good too, right? Especially in the CrossFit community. Like we, you know, it's easy to build up some of these imbalances. It's like, man, shoot, spend some time doing some yoga, spend some time doing a little extra mobility work or, oh man, that like accessory, like core work or that accessory hip work that, you know, the bar studio down the, down the roads putting online right now. It's like, man, that's fantastic to start working on and, and tackling some of these weaknesses that, that we had before. I mean, what better time to work on, on your weaknesses than, than when you have more free time that, you, you know, that's our biggest complaint. You know, why, why do we never do things? Because we don't have time. Our yeah. schedule is ruthless and like the best time was yesterday, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think it takes away some of the anxiety. Like if you are a CrossFitter and you've never done bar, like it's kind of intimidating to walk into a bar studio. True. Know? So doing it at home, I mean, you can kind of practice safely. And Absolutely. Try it out, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can kind of hide, you know, you, you don't have that, that awkward intimidation factor. Sometimes CrossFit gyms can have that intimidation factor. Or like you say, I mean, I, I, it would probably be a little weird if I walked into a yoga studio full of women, but it's like, Hey, it's a perfect time to time to do that and time to pull it off. It's like tackle your weaknesses. If it was a weakness before the quarantine, it's, or, or you had an ache and pain before the quarantine, you're going to have it afterwards too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So what did your practice look like before this? What does it look like now? And then what do you see it going to after we can be released again? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I mean, so before all of this, uh, you know, we, we see, you know, we see patients one-on-one -on -one, much like you do usually an hour, sometimes a little bit over, uh, you know, depending on uh, kind of what's going on uh, with, with our patients. But uh, yeah, so I'm in a gym setting. I'm in a, a personal training studio. So we've got, you know, barbells, dumbbells, kettlebells, all of those things. Like it, it looks like a workout studio because that's obviously the, the clients that we like to serve. And um, yeah, so we bring them in and uh, get to spend an hour with them and, and dive into to, to what it is that, that we need to dive into. And, and then again, like we say, we, we give our, our patients the tools to be successful. You know, we say, hey, here's the two or three best corrective things for you right now. Uh, that coupled with a little bit of hands-on kind of manual therapy, you know, to loosen up joints or muscles uh, or, or just help somebody feel better, you know, whatever that might be, uh, you know, for, for, our, for our patients. And then, uh, yeah, give you know, empower them and, and bring them back in over the course of, uh, you know, whatever they might need over the next couple of weeks to, to dive in. And, and again, we'll come back each visit, spend an hour together and, uh, you know, just give them the corrective tools to, to manage their health. Uh, but yeah, it's a little bit different now, right? Uh, you know, obviously we've got a couple folks who are, uh, you know, post-op, so we're still seeing those guys. But yeah, we've switched a little bit to, to telehealth or kind of e-visits as well, uh, which again, you know, that it's it's different. It's, it's you know, I'm not able to do some of the hands-on manual therapy stuff, but I think it's just as effective. Like I had a patient who had some pain with squats. Um, she's got some hip pain and we saw her in the... Uh, we saw, we've seen her in the clinic before and then uh, we transitioned to a telehealth visit with her and she was like, man, like my, my hip really hurts today. It's, you know, it's kind of seven out of 10, uh, pain. Like it's pretty intense, pretty pinchy. 
And uh, man, showed her a couple self-release techniques, and she was like, like I, "I'm actually pain-free when I squat now." And so it's kind of crazy. You almost doubt you almost doubt your own skills a little bit, um, and then you uh, and then you start doing it. You're like, "Oh wow, this is actually just as effective as, as I can still give my patients the same tools now." I mean, I'm sure that's probably what you've experienced too. Yeah. Well, it's huge, yeah, because you're used to kind of putting your hands on them and fixing it for them, whereas now you can teach them to fix it themselves, which is huge. Again, giving them back the power. Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, and I think too, you know, at home, and we get to see them in their home environment, right? Like we get to see, hey, what do they have access to? Or they're like, oh, like, oh yeah, I've always got pain when I sit in that particular chair. And it's like, oh, I actually get to see that chair now or understand why, or how can I make modifications to your own environment currently uh, to keep you, keep you rolling forward and feeling good, you know? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, so done a little bit of telehealth, folks, and then, uh, you know, kind of in the future, you know, we're looking at kind of building out a couple digital products. You know, we see a lot of, um, we see a lot of CrossFit athletes, a lot of just fitness uh, athletes as well, and uh, we're looking at kind of building a digital course out over the next couple of weeks to, you know, kind of tackle some of these uh, common injuries that we see. You know, I don't have access to every single person in this, this area, but we work with a lot of gyms and, and can kind of that's our biggest thing is, hey, can we empower this community to keep them healthy and active? I think CrossFit especially has got a bad rap of, hey, it causes injuries for people all the time. And it's just not the case, right? Like you dig into the research and kind of what you see and, hey, it's no more dangerous than any other lifting modality or any other thing out there. And uh, so, you know, hey, how can we educate the, the community community through that? And so, we're, you know, we're kind of working on a digital product that will probably be some hybrid of, of some sorts, you know, maybe uh, some Zoom calls. Uh, some live Zoom calls, working through some mobility, working through some performance points just to help improve folks' quality of life when they get back to the gym and uh, kind of keep them injury-free. So we'll definitely add that. And then, of course, we'll go back to our bread and butter of, hey, bringing folks back into the clinic and, uh, you know, working on them from a manual therapy standpoint. And, uh, again, just giving folks the, the tools and the corrective exercise uh, and education to continue to move forward as they get back into the gym. And, uh, and then also, I mean, we do a lot of workshops in the community as well, and I can't wait to get back to teaching. We've tried some, you know, we've definitely done a couple of Zoom uh, workshops, but, I, you know, I can't wait to get back in and do some more in-person workshops with gyms all over the community. And, uh, again, just educate you guys uh, on how to take care of yourselves. Yeah, I think that's great. And just bringing up the CrossFit, you know, I've worked out my whole life, but probably done a poor job because nobody coached me how to do it correctly. Right. And then I recently started doing some CrossFit and I'm like, oh, now I know how to do that lift. You just feel more yeah. confident in yourself, yeah. your ability and your ability to decrease your chance of getting injured. Absolutely. I mean, I think I, I'm telling you, I feel like half of my job and you probably feel this way as well is, is, hey, can I just reassure somebody and give them one or two things? And then you just watch the relief like set in on them a little bit. They're like, oh man, like I'm going to be okay. And like, oh, I feel really good about being able to go back and deadlift now or run or jump or and do the things that I want to do like, I feel really good about that and it's so nice to see that relief kind of overwhelm these people well especially during right now where everybody's so stressed having that outlet to be able to continue to work out and do things they love yeah huge oh it's key I mean it's the biggest it's the biggest stress relief I, I I hear that time and time again I always ask my patients like why is working out important to you always man it's like hey it's my stress relief hey it's my my big it's my outlet away from the day. And I feel the same way when I'm working out, man, like, you know, because I'm so accessible to my patients and, and you know, family and just life responsibilities, yeah. uh, 
you know, it's nice to just not have anybody be able to bother me for an hour and say, I got to work out and it's just me and this barbell or me and this run or me and this bike, whatever it is that I'm going to do that day. It's, 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 it's my outlet as well. You know? No, no, I agree. As healthcare providers, we give a lot. And so, and sometimes at the end of the day, I'm just talked out, you know, like I'm like, I know I have to go home, but I don't really want to talk to anybody at home. So I've been talking all day. So yeah. going for a run just resets my mind and gives me the ability to be more present and a better human once I get home. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and so many patients think the same thing too, right? Or, or, or they know that about themselves, but then they, then they have a multifold problem, right? They're in pain and they're now they're not working out. It's a multifold problem. It's like, man, it's not fun to be in pain. Something hurts every single time that you do it. And, and you're not able to work out. It's like, man, that's just too many stressors being piled on top of one another. All right. My daughter's friend is calling my computer. I don't even know how she does that. <laughs> I keep telling everybody this is quarantine podcasting because it's not our normal podcasting here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, do you have a, you mentioned kind of your ideal client. Do you have a favorite like diagnosis or certain thing you like to work through? Like what gets you fired up? Yeah, I would say shoulder pain is probably one of my favorite things to treat. The, the, oh, bless the poor, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the poor rotator cuff and the poor shoulder gets like the worst rap in the world. Like everyone immediately thinks they're due for rotator cuff surgery tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, man, I've seen some pretty gnarly MRI reports. And, um, and, uh, and then you start working with these people and giving them tools. And they're like, oh, shoot, I don't need surgery after all. You know, and it's like, this is, this is awesome. You know, so I would say shoulder is probably my favorite thing to treat. It's so complex. Um, you know, it's, I can be doing this for 30 years and I'm still going to get stumped, uh, on presentations and things like that at times, but, uh, it's, it's awesome. I love treating it. I love researching it. I love, uh, all the ins and outs of it. Um, uh, I would say probably the second, my second favorite thing is back pain. Um, man, the back has such a bad negative stigma as well. Uh, again, it's, it's almost similar to, uh, like, you know, somebody's aunt or their uncle or their mom or dad had back surgery and like, they just think, Oh, my back went out and now I am like, I'm done for good. You know, and I, I just love what, like educating somebody on, Hey, here's what your back is. Hey, it's actually a pretty strong and robust structure. And I don't think you're going to need surgery. Like, and just giving folks tools and they're just, Oh, it's just awesome. It's fun. Yeah, such a relief. Well, I'll send all my shoulder people to you. Oh, cool. Yeah. Bring, bring them on. I love it. <laughs> they come in and they're in so much pain, you know? So yeah, I, I don't love the shoulder. I love the back, the shoulders. Woo. I've seen some angry shoulders in my day. And, uh, I, don't, I don't know that uh, there's, those are some pretty miserable people. You don't realize how much you use your shoulder until it hurts. And you're like, Oh, it hurts when I turn my car, you know, turn my steering wheel, put my shirt on any and all of the above. It hurts sleeping. It it's really, yeah, this is hard. Yeah. I mean, it impacts every part of your life when you have shoulder pain. So yeah. yeah, I'll have shoulder pain. Go see Chris. Look him up. <laughs> he loves treating it. So. Bring it on. That's awesome. All right. Anything else you want to share? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to, uh, I'd love to spend a, a quick moment talking about kind of our 30 day mobility challenge that we got going on right now. Um, look, I just want to give you guys some free resources uh, during this time. Um, it's, I use these drills with my patients every single day. Uh, we're sitting around a little bit more, we got more free time than we ever have had before. And uh, I've just kind of compiled this resource. Um, and again, it's just, it's a, it's a mobility drill a day. It'll take you one to two minutes. It's nothing, uh, it's not a huge time commitment. It's completely free, you guys. It's, it's no, no strings attached. It's just me wanting to say, hey, I've got more free time myself. Hey, here's what I see in the clinic all the time. You know, if I can give this to, if I can give this one drill to somebody, 
and help their neck pain go away or help their shoulder pain go away or low back pain, uh, man, that's a win. That's a huge win for me to say, hey, that prevented somebody from stopping working out or that prevented somebody from having to go see a doctor or uh, that prevented somebody from whatever. Now, that's also not an excuse to say I'm going to completely ignore my pain for the next, you know, two months and not see anybody about it. But uh, again, it's just a, a resource guideline to say, hey, we're going to go you know, various body parts, look at movements, improve folks squat, um, some of their Olympic lifts, uh, some of their overhead motion, neck pain or back pain because you've been sitting a little bit more. Uh, it's just a, a, an awesome resource. We've gotten some great feedback from some of our patients already and uh, some of the folks that uh, have kind of signed up for this. I got a text earlier today. Somebody's like, man, that's exactly what I needed today. And, uh, you know, we, we introduced a, uh, a uh, you know, kind of mid-back or thoracic spine uh, movement. And, uh, man, it, it's, fun to, it's fun to get those messages and uh, fun to get this, this kind of resource out to people. So, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic resource. And, uh, yeah, I'd encourage you to check it out. Yeah, so how do people sign up for this? Yep, so uh, they're just going to head over to promo.momentumsportspt.com, and then uh, there'll just be a little page there you can sign up, and then, uh, yeah, you'll get, you'll get added into the kind of email thread, and uh, we'll, start, we'll start funneling that information over to you uh, day by day. Can they start at any time, like if they hear this podcast three months from now? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to uh, feel free to jump right in. Uh, just sign up for it. And then it'll kind of start putting you into a uh, pipeline. And it'll just kind of send you send you uh, each individual exercise is kind of built out that way. So that regardless of the time, uh, this resource is for you. That's a great idea. All right. How do people get in touch with you? Otherwise, if they want to schedule? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you can head over to our website at MomentumSportsPT.com or you can check out our uh, our Instagram. Uh, we put a ton of free content out on there as well. Uh, you know, I put a video out every single day on that. And that's uh, Momentum, M-O-M-E-N-T-U-M underscore sports PT. And uh, yeah, I literally post, that's probably where I'm most active is uh, I post something every single day. So, it, you know, it's kind of a teaser to our 30 day mobility, but uh, we unpack all things uh, injury on that. And, um, and, and I know a lot of our, our folks enjoy that, that content as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Go check out his Instagram. I'll post it in the show notes. Uh, it's a lot of fun just kind of seeing you up there and educating because it's not just mobility. There's a lot of education in there too. Yeah, I, I love doing that. I like talking about injuries a little bit and kind of giving folks a little bit of a, a you know, just, just some insight into what we see and, and what we know. And um, yeah, just give some folks some, some tools to add in their toolbox to help them warm up before a workout. Or, uh, you know, it helps them say, oh, like that's actually, like, that's actually an injury. Like that's not just a, a tightness that I'm feeling. I need to go get that looked at. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's probably one of my favorite things to do as well. Yeah, it's awesome. All right. Any famous last words of wisdom for our listeners? Oh man, take advantage of, uh, you know, take advantage of today and, uh, you know, spend, spend some time working on your weaknesses, spend some time working on what you struggle with and, uh, or, or, Hey, ask, ask questions to, to Amy or myself, reach out to somebody if you, if you need something as opposed to uh, sweeping something under the rug for days on end, but uh, hey, seize the day and uh, keep moving. I love it. Seize the day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chris, for spending time with me today. I really appreciate it. And y'all go check out Momentum, please. Go check out his Instagram. Uh, get him involved with that 30-day mobility. What a great idea. And again, That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week.